Welcome back to The 99, where we are focused on brewing a better competitive commander. I'm your host, Patrick Marlette, and in just a few moments, I will be joined with Ernesto and Justin over on a Discord voice conversation. So this is definitely going to feel more like a podcast than any of our other episodes, a la limited resources. So guys, there will be a blank screen with some cards for you. I know you're not going to get to enjoy all of our lovely faces. Justin was shirtless for most of this video, so I'm sorry you're going to miss that. But guys, we'll be discussing the controversial banning a flash, hardly controversial, it was something that needed to happen, having a dialogue on that, and of course the meta moving forward, a flashless universe. What is that like? What changes are we gonna see? And of course, all the discussions around the RC's opinion on the matter, why they banned it. That's actually what we're gonna start with. But before I hop into the video, I want you guys to know a few things. Our lovely partner, TCG Player, has the best deals on the internet. So guys, if you want to help the channel out directly, or rather indirectly in this circumstance, if you use the link in the description when you're buying your next singles, packs, and more, you'll be helping out the channel in doing so. So if you've enjoyed our guides up to this point, if you'd like to buy some copies of Flash now, well, do so through the link in the description and know that you'll be helping out the channel. So thank you very much on that. And furthermore, if you want to support the channel directly, you can via Anchor, where you're listening to this and or Patreon. Guys, we have some amazing patrons just over the course of the, uh, the few hours before uh, recording this particular segment of the video. We have 25 patrons. We're so close to having 99. And as you know, up until that point, I'll be saying your names individually at the end of this video. So stay tuned for that. A special shout out to you guys. Thank you so much. Uh, it really means so much the uh, pouring of support onto the channel, um, how much you guys appreciate the channel. I, I get a lot of private messages from you all, so thank you so much for your support. I really do mean that. Um, but furthermore, if you are in an industry affected by COVID-19, people are shying away from it. Guys, take care of yourselves. Take care of yourselves, your family, your friends first, and then worry about us. Um, and I am sorry if there are any sort of technical issues with this podcast. Mind you, we are practicing social distancing here, so I don't want to put my pals at risk. We did record during a thunderstorm. It's gone now, but earlier this morning, it was storming. So in case you're wondering why there's noise as well, that's why. But let's jump into this video. I'm very excited to share this topic with you. Welcome back to The 99, where we are focused on brewing a better commander. I'm your host, Patrick Marlat. I'm Ernesto Salazar. Co-host, Justin Rodriguez. Oh, I'm and surrounded guys, by the horses. In my house. <laughs> you better. You better get better today, because all those flash decks, gone, dead. Sorry to say it, boys. Thing the is, witch is dead. Thos is still kind of going to thrive. So today's video, we're going to be discussing a flashless meta. Of course, moving forward, is Protean Hulk dead? What is coming out from the ashes of the wake of this banning? However, to start everything off, just to refresh everyone's memory, um, I will be reading off what the Rules Committee stated on Flash, why they banned it. And of course, we're going to have a little dialogue on uh, their reason for banning Flash and give you our opinions of that before moving into the rest of the topics here. But in case you guys haven't heard, um, Flash, speaking of exceptional decisions, we are banning Flash, the card, not the mechanic. Enough CDH players who we trust have convinced us that it is the only change they need for the environment they seek to cultivate. Okay, though they represent a small fraction of the commander player base, we are willing to make this effort for them. So courteous. It should not be taken as a signal that we are considering any kind of change in how we intend to manage the format. This is an extraordinary step and one we are likely, uh, unlikely rather, to repeat. And furthermore, we use the ban list to guide players in how to approach the format and hope 
Flash's role on the list will be to signal cheating things into play quickly in non-interactive ways isn't interesting. Don't do that. Now, I agree with that sentiment, but what are your guys' thoughts on those first two paragraphs? Uh, one of my first thoughts is if you read the whole article, there's a difference between the banning of Lutri that they say the companions and everything. Like yes. The wording yes. and how they voice it compared to the flash banning. There was one, it's, there's one, I think it's still around the front page of the ADH or CDH. Um, oh, and I'll leave you guys a link um, in the description so you can read over the full article too. Mm -hmm. by the way. Yes. Or you can actually put it in the video. So it's the same thing. Anyway, uh, there was one post in the EDH or CDH subreddit. It might still be on the front page of one guy saying the wording of it, it kind of feels like uh, us versus them. Little condescending. And, yes, yes. It's really condescending if you read between the lines. It's like, oh, yes, please. We are doing it out of our the favor of I don't know. We just do it because so you can stop bothering us and go play with your little cards or something. Mm -hmm. I didn't like that. Fair. They finally listened. They finally paid attention, and they did what we were asking for for the last three years. And I love that. The problem is. The tone, how they did it, and mm. I, I didn't like that much. It's just the guy was right when he said "us versus them." How how the wording was. I don't know about you. What your thoughts on this, Justin? Yeah, I mean, I can speak for everyone when we say that uh, we got the result that we were looking for. So I'm very happy with the flash ban. That feels great. Um, however, what concerns me is the. Um, the last sentence where they're talking about that this is kind of like um, an unusual ban. This isn't something that they want to repeat again. And I think what they mean by that is that Flash really had no impact on EDH while it terrorized CEDH. And that just goes to show that if we have another card, um, you know, ad nauseum consultations, that doesn't Which exist. Each, you yeah. know, it should never, it, it will never be brought up again as a possible ban. And I don't, I don't like that. Um, Neither I do I. That, yeah. I agree with you. And that, and that quote, that quote specifically Justin's referring to is this is an extraordinary step and one we are unlikely to repeat. Now, what that states is that there's a dichotomy between casual commander and competitive commander. And I think we've stated it here more often times than not that these two formats are one thing. CDH is not a separate format from Commander. We should stop treating it that way. And that means when we voice our opinions on something, it should be taken seriously. Like we're not going to bring up a card because it's not ban worthy. And we're not going to complain about a card that isn't unjust. Right. So I think it's well warranted when we've it's been going for at least a year now. Ever since Protean Hulk was unbanned, Flash became public enemy number one. And this is something that needed to happen instantaneously, like Lutri fast, okay? Ban that shit now because the meta is going to change, yet we had to complain up until this point because literally there's nothing else we can do. But what really bothers me here is this last paragraph. So, we believe Commander is still best as a social focused format and will not be making any changes to accommodate tournament play. Taking responsibility for you, uh, your and your opponent's fun, including setting expectations with your group, is a fundamental part of commander philosophy. Organizers who want to move towards more untrusted games should consider adding additional rules or guidance to create the commander experience they want to offer. Now, what bothers me here 
I agree with the sentiment. I think that, and, and as a general house rule between us, we really didn't play Flash Hulk that often within our own group. Um, Alex has a Flash Hulk list that he would often play, but the thing is, we understood how that deck operated, and we built and played our hands around it. What does bother me is that people rely on the rules committee for what is and is not legal to play. So when there's an event organizing, we're starting to see more events crop up. Again, Commander isn't an officially sanctioned game by WotC to have a competitive play. So it's all third-party competitive games. People look to the rules committee for what is and is not playable. So if someone says to you outside of the rules committee that, you know what, ad nauseum, not playable. Thassa's Oracle, build a real deck. They're going to be upset because the rules committee says they're fair game. It bothers me that they don't want to consider, unlikely ever to repeat again, our opinions on what is and is not playable in a commander setting. That's what bothers me the most here. I think the flash banning is great, but you know what? Within the 20 plus years of Magic's history, there are a lot of cards worth banning and more are sure to crop up. So if we're gonna be unheard and we play commander just like everyone else, I don't know what to say. I think they just take too much safety in the response they've been having for a long time of, you can use rule zero to set up your own rules. Yeah. yeah. But then, we are just catering to whatever your group is using as a band list because we mostly use it as a guideline, as we said, for tournaments. And if we had to adjust, then you can say, oh, I'm going to this tournament because they have this cards banned, but I'm not going to the other one because I don't like that they ban these cards. So mm -hmm. is it really a band list? Or what? Like, there's no nothing to. S there's no firm answer on. Yeah. On yeah the way what should be or not. The way it's proposed, it almost feels like the ban list is a suggestion. It is. They I, I, they say that from the start. The ban list is a suggestion, and they everyone everyone in their group should use uh, rule zero to make their own rules. But the problem comes when. You, as uh, Patrick said, when you mix in tournaments, money, and actual play to win, that's mm -hmm. when the whole community of CDH shines. And when even casuals reach out to us and say, hey, I want to play in this tournament. My decks are bad for this tournament. What do you suggest? Mm -hmm. Yes. And then we are not longer the boogeyman, the pub stompers or anything. We are the source of knowledge. What's up with that? Like, yeah, is, I think the issue really here is this connected. This la di da approach to the rules committee sanctioning uh, what is and is not playable within Commander uh, just needs to stop. I, I think ultimately, I would prefer that Watsi handled the rules, handled the banning. I know that they place it on the rules committee so they they don't have to take the blame for a lot of these actions. But what kills me is that organizers who want to move towards more untrusted games, well, they're going to suffer because Commander isn't supported in, in the way it should be. And we are going to have people who are missing out on competition buy-ins because they're not going to be able to play the deck they want to play because the rules committee says this on that card and they're banning it. Or they're deciding that it's not going to create a fun experience that in the in the competitive atmosphere, right? And that's ultimately what it is when you go to a tournament and play a game. It's a competition, right? You're also, playing to win in that instance. 
I find it weird that they use the word untrusted. Yeah. That doesn't make really much sense. Why no, it's weird. That? I don't know. That's weird. Because it's not officially sanctioned. It's not It's not like a, a Wizards of the Coast is uh, working with the group to provide the experience. I'm just saying that the ban list is a suggestion, but if you abide outside of the command, the, uh, the ban list, that, you know, that format should not be trusted, and that's not something we would recommend. Mm. Also, another thing is, I, I don't really want to add to the drama of the whole Blitz, Wizards, Saber, ADH, take the, the reins and everything, but there are some cutters more to, <laughs> cutters more to casuals and Wizards sells, and they want to sell cards. And let's be honest, not only is CDH the biggest format right now, but casuals in a sense, with all the wide rainbow of power levels that are there, it's the ones that buy cards. And mm. if the bannings and rulings favor them, wizards will never say stop that because it sells them cards and it favors I think them if they... I think if they were serious about selling cards, you wouldn't see secret lairs like that Fetchland that just came out, the ultimate Fetchland package, over $160 likely. That's it's like selling for 250 That's for the whales out there, but what I'm saying is you could have put those valuable reprints in a functioning set. You couldn't have just put that. That's another discussion, Patrick. Exactly, <laughs> but my point being is that if they really did care about making sales, I'm telling you that would have pushed packs Putting fetches in packs would have pushed packs, not making this ridiculous secret lair. Um, however, I can understand the implementations of adding fetch lands right now. I, I get that. Um, so guys, that's I think that's really the main the topic points I want to discuss regarding the RC's opinion on Flash, the Flash banning. Moving forward, again, we're unlikely to repeat this step. However, I do believe that we will see more bans um, and it's not a failing on anyone's part because RC is separate. And that's one thing I heard, like, I know the RC doesn't like having to ban things, but the thing is you are separate from Witches of the Coast. I'm sure you get to look at these cards and these mechanics well in advance. Lutri is an example of that. However, these things will happen again. I think it's important that you, Rules Committee, keep an open mind moving forward of the opinions of all your player base. Even if that, you are the I, minority, yeah, I agree with what you're saying. Yes. Because we uh, are the, so any, let's be honest, we are the really small amount of the DH community, so. Yeah, but with there's, I mean, it's a large community. So even if we are a minority in that group, still a large player base suffering from decisions or, you know, lack thereof on this committee. But uh, moving on from there, guys, we do want to talk about a flashless meta. Of course, the cards uh, that we are likely to see move in and the cards that we're likely to see come out of decks. But first and foremost, I did want to discuss Protean Hulk. Do you guys feel Protean Hulk is dead? I think so, yes. I think the card right now is borderline unplayable. Because aside from what Justin was saying before we recorded this, from one, two, or three decks, even then you have to go through so many hoops to get the value from... A Hulk that if you want to reanimate a Hulk, why would you reanimate a Hulk when you need to then kill it when you can just reanimate Rasaker and just get the cards you need? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know, but Justin, if you want to add anything like that. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't think that uh, Hulk is necessarily dead. I mean, people are going to play it. Um, I know Patrick, when we first 
built CDH decks. He was looking at Rawls uh, Holt, the green-black Olgari general who can come in and be a sack outlet for that. Um, and I know Ken Riff could also play this, and Marin Stacks is a thing Mikey was looking at again. So I don't think it's dead. I think it's obviously less good and less consistent and less quick. But um, you guys, you're still going to see Hulk, which is good, and I want to see Hulk. I don't want the banning of Flash to get rid of another card. Like, Hulk is fine on its own. A turn two Hulk or a turn one Hulk is not fine. Yes. I agree. I think that uh, a lot of people are going to drop the strategy just because it's not the most efficient thing to do anymore. But like you were saying, Viral, uh, Viral's rather, Marin, there are still niche packages that are going to want to use it. The only thing is those are very closet case. So I do think we're going to see a lot less of Hulk and those Hulk piles that he's infamous for. And the thing is the decks that are cutting the chaff out, right? Because like Cephalid Illusionist, Nomads, Encore, those aren't good cards. Let's just say it. they work in tandem with other cards to be really good. Uh, specifically the Sushi Hulk build, Thassa's Oracle. But what was really great about that build was its efficiency. You know, there was no reason not to play it if you were interested in winning games because it worked very well with minimal to no interaction. There's very little you can do to say no to that person once they start milling themselves and have Thassa's Oracle trigger on the stack. So guys, if you hear any thunder or noise behind us, it has just started to rainstorm, so if you're wondering, I'm not adding sound effects. Uh, we just happen to pick the best time to record this. So, guys, I, I do even I do nature agree is happy you. about the budding of flash. <laughs> exactly, yeah, exactly. <laughs> By the way, we got the news, I believe, on 420. So enjoy that, enjoy that. Um, but guys, uh, I, I think that is pretty much uh, it for Hulk and a few lists. But I certainly think that folks are going to want to play with some more inventive strategies around Hulk, and I'm happy to see those strategies as well. So what do you guys think that this flashless meta is going to do to the meta on the whole, right? The CEDH format that it's, we play in. The entire meta is gonna be like our meta, where we we really didn't see much flash at all, which is kind of cool. And I, uh, I actually enjoyed that, because we got to see a lot of different decks when nobody was playing Flash Hulk or Sushi Hulk and uh, or Shuffle Hulk or any Hulk. Um, so that's nice. I mean, rule of law gets good again it was always good but as justin was saying since we didn't play hulk we, yeah we kind of got into a precursory meta of what will be without flash flash sorry and uh games were long games were super long because yeah. value engines, it becomes super mid-rangey, stacks becomes super good right now with all, everything as rule of law, as Justin was saying. So guys, be prepared. Let's touch upon that real quick. Uh, yes. We should touch upon why rule of law is good again. Rule of law is right. good again because normally when someone play rule of law against a Flash Hulk player, they, uh, if someone plays something on top, then someone played something on top, so all the three players had well, one spell on the stack. Then the flash was on top, and nobody could answer. And Meaning they won. that deck won with one spell. Yes, just one with flash. Yeah. Yes. Uh, as I was saying, games were long, so guys, get your value engines, or try to be even greedier or fast. Just or play Salvala and try to win turn three, turn four, <laughs> because mm. if not. Sit down, have a drink, have some snacks, because you'll be there a while. 
Yes. Yeah, I do think the I do think the meta is shifting, and there's going to be a lot of value that more valuable in pieces that are going to become less valuable. I know a lot of decks once Thassa's Oracle was announced in the Dawn of Sushi Hulk that age short-lived, thankfully, uh, came and passed. There were cards that were added to a lot of decks that were may or may not see anymore. Things like Containment Priest, things like Grafter's Cage. That's the big thing for a lot of people. Spesnare. Yes. So many stop that trigger to stop that from going off. You can't pull the thing from your deck. You know, resurgence of Avon Mind Sensors, Leon and everyone was playing them because I don't want you searching for the solution. I don't want you playing it out of your deck. I don't want you getting it from your graveyard ever again. Hushbringer was another big one. There are cards that saw a lot of play and where do they stand now? So we do want to discuss whether or not you should be shifting these cards in or out of your list. Are there still strategies that you're going to your local meta that still find things like Graft Digger's Cage to be viable. So uh, why don't we start with Graft Digger's actually, because that's really the big one. You can slot it into any list. It's one CMC. Uh, we all know what it does, but it should be on the screen for you guys at home. Do you guys think that Graft Digger's Cage still has a home in a lot of decks? I actually yes. think it has more of a home right now, because people that try were trying Hulk things will probably move to reanimation, and guess what? Graft Digger stops them completely. The deck just mm. doesn't function as long as that's yeah. on board. Which is yeah. big, bigger than Hulk, because Hulk you could assemble the A plus B of fish plus consultation. Yes. So mm -hmm. it's yeah, let's, even uh, more stuff. let's also touch upon what Graft Diggers still hates on, and that's uh, the entire um, Kess deck. There's Finale of Devastation, <laughs> there's Neoform, Eldritch Evolution, Green Sun Zenith, any reanimation, Morph. Divergent Transformations, Court of Calling, Weird Harvest, Snapcaster Mage, Flashback in general, uh, Underworld Breach, and Yog Dog's Will. Exactly. I mean, that's that's just like the surface of it. It's it's still a good card. I think it's really good. I th I don't think you should cut that card. Mm -hmm. On a caveat, mm -hmm. I mean, uh, yes, sir. Yeah. No, I was just thinking. And yeah, you know, uh, I know Ernesto runs his Grafdiggers in Joyra. And obviously, that's a great home for it. You know, his list is not concerned about the graveyard. Although I know a lot of folks do use Underworld Breach um, in Joyra. So, you know, from there, you already cut it. However, it's a piece that lets you draw there. So it, it has added value. I think even without it being an added value card, it's still very potent. Remember, mm -hmm. you know, you can't have creatures enter from your graveyard to the battlefield. You can't play spells from your graveyard or um, the, uh, library, the library, rather. Either. Yeah. From the library, rather. Yeah, so it it stops a lot of effects, uh, more than you realize. And Justin uh, named a handful right there. But even things like um, uh, Natural Order. I mean, there's so many effects that just put creatures on the battlefield, and you can't do them anymore. And if you forget, you're screwed because of a one CMC card. So I certainly think Grafdigger's case still plays, um, plays very well and has a home in CDH meta. Uh, things like Containment Priest, though, I think we're going to cut back on those effects. The ones that are going to cost you a type of mana to get the effect off. Hushbringer, you know, I play mono white often, and I have a couple of lists. Some you've seen, some you haven't seen. I do rely on a lot of stacks to make my games uh, more effective. And the guys have, we've sat through very long games because of my mono white list. <laughs> um, so the stacks has always been effective, um, but some of the white stacks elements, some of those hate bears are only really going to find a home in those mono white lists. Uh, and just so you guys know, I never slotted in Containment Priest 
um, for any sort of Hulk build. I was more interested in Hushbringer um, as an effect and the Cant Tutor effects. So Lean and Arbiter, Aven Mind Sensor, those are already staples. Uh, you're gonna see them anyways. Um, yes. Arbiter less so than Aven Mind Sensor, but I think the Flashless meta, what it boils down to, um, is going to be a resurgence of maybe different reanimate strategies if you're trying to use Hulk and, like the boys are saying, Sax. Because Sax has been less effective to the fast pace of a Flash build. And that's just a fact, right? Um, as Justin was saying, rule of law, its effect diminished because of Flash. Because when people can't respond to you, what what happens? The game, the game's over. And you know what? For some people, for some groups, maybe that was fine. But I think for a majority of us, it was just very boring to see happen continuously. And a lot of that same strategy baked into multiple decks. Even Najila was using Thassa's Oracle, and still probably will. Zur was using a Thassa's build. Every list shifted to that particular strategy. And what's interesting, and what I want to touch on now, is we believe Thassa's Oracle is a dead strategy. And you know what's crazy? Honestly, it's just as good as it was before. You know, pick your flavor, <laughs> demonic consultation, tainted pack. You want to go niche, you have a hermit druid in your Simic list. You're still going to win instantaneously with Thassa's Oracle. And I know we said we're never going to repeat this again, but that is a card that was not part of a cycle that allowed blue to win instantaneously. So you do have a leg up on the competition with that card. Is it dead? How, it will, how will it affect the meta moving forward? What kind of list are we going to see it in, guys? Okay, so... Consultation is gonna take the place of Flash, hundred yes. percent, because it's it's the easiest A plus B combo. You're not gonna run Splinter Twin because the points to break that combo are so many that it's not mm -hmm. as effective. My thing is, I think you are valuing Oracle way too much. I think the real linchpin, the real cards to be guilty of this is Consultation and Tinted Pact because those are the ones that nuke your library. I don't really care if you have a card like it says, if you have a, no cards in library, you win. Sure, mm -hmm. if you don't have an instant one card that nukes your library, then you can do whatever you want. Fine, I, I don't care if you have Jace, if you have Oracle or all that, but you have no consultation and tainted pact to make an instant A plus B. Because then you need to run cards like Doomsday Leveler, which nobody in their right mind will play that. It's five mana colorless, but mm -hmm. it's yeah. just too many hoops if you don't have those two cards. You know what? Just, <laughs> I'd, rather see, I'd rather see A plus B than just A. You know, and yeah. that's what Hulk was. Hulk was A. Yeah. yeah. So, so what do you about. think, um, in your opinion, what do you think is real forward? Is it demonic computation? bump up to eight dollars it's likely going to go up. i haven't checked mtg stocks it's but it's likely going up, up in value mm -hmm. but demonic consultation is the problem or the free wind spells is the problem <sighs> i think consultation and tainted pack you know what though like i'd rather fight these lists than hulk because it's not that hulk was just a you know b was a card from your hand um but now it's like you need to cast two spells for this so we do a pretty good job with rule of law effects and stacks. I mean, obviously you can still play your Jace one turn and you can consult another turn before your turn. Like you, there's things you can it's do, instant. obviously. Yeah. We know yeah. you can do that. But it's, it's a slower combo. It's a extremely good combo. It's the best combo you could be running now. Um, but I don't necessarily know if this needs to be banned just yet. I mean, yes, it is worthy of a ban, but 
it, it's not as oppressive as Flash was. No, it's I'm okay with that. I, I definitely agree. I definitely agree on that. Um, and I would like to just further state that I think the free win conditions are fine. They do require a little bit of setup, but it is important to note that things like demonic computation, things like tainted pack, not tainted pack necessarily, but they're generally dead cards outside of a combo interaction. Tainted is certainly better because you can actually functionally tutor, quote unquote, for what you need, but things like Hermit Druid, you're stabbing yourself in the foot if you're not going off. Leveler, you're stabbing yourself again in the foot if you're not going off. Demonic Consultation, you're really hurting yourself if you're not going off. And again, you can still get the named card, but more oftentimes than not, and it's crazy, I've seen people hit the named card in the top five trying to tutor, and it's hilarious. It's great. So the thing, it's, it's almost like seeing an LED combo fail. Like you decided to take a risky route and it it hurts you in the end. So. I or do see a dragon fall. combo, same thing. Exactly, ex precisely, and I've been stung by that multiple times. And it's it, it's painful, but like you build for that strategy, and you you just you die by that strategy. I do think that Foss's Oracle will certainly see play. I think it would have been fair to consider a string of oracles for the other colors. And yes, it, while it would benefit those multicolored lists that much more, it does in part benefit the mono, the dual, the triple colored lists that can focus on that strategy. It's it's just absurd to me the number of those free wins we get to see. But who knows? Maybe we'll see more in the future and we get to open up new avenues of play. And maybe some of them will be viable with a Protean Hulk build. I'd, I'd love to see that kind of thing open up for the space. Um, but I do think Thassa is certainly here to stay. Um, I agree with you guys. It is it's one of the stronger combos. Um, we're going to be relying on commanders that benefit your combo line that much more. Things like TNT, while they're value pieces and, and Thrasios is still an outlet, you're gonna have to find that infinite you know, mana generator. You're gonna have to find solutions to get there. While another commander like Godo is just gonna need the one thing. You know what I mean? You're gonna rely on those two card combos with your commander, with your companion now, and we're likely to see more companions and they're here to stay as we understand. It's um it's an interesting space that we're playing in now, and I'm excited to see us moving forward. I, I will say that I am happy for the small victory that is the banning of Flash, but I do hope, again, that they keep an open mind moving forward about some other cards that might get printed. Because while we are a small minority in the space, there are cards that are going to be damning to this collective format, and uh, I do hope they listen to it. But guys, are there any closing thoughts on the format in general, um, the space moving forward, uh, the decks you want to build for, the decks you want to play in a flashless meta. Uh, Stable target removal makes a return. <laughs> Fatal push is gonna go up. Uh, Angel's grace is gonna go up a lot. I actually think that adding to the decks you were saying, uh, Threats and Timna, I think, are no longer the boogeyman because, yes, they give you value, but as you said, Justin, uh, Patrick, sorry, um, you need to assemble infinite mana. And again, if you assemble infinite mana, you lose to either Curse Totem or Stony Silence, either mm -hmm. or if you're playing Isor uh, or Free from the Real or whatever. See, so this is CST? CST we're yes, talking about? CST, yes, okay. yes. Okay. So that is what they're converting to. I'm guessing that's what should okay. be, because since you take out the Flash package, they still keep the Oracle-Jace combo. Because mm -hmm. again, it's A plus B. I don't really think it's gonna be end all be all. Like TNT is still gonna remain the the top dog because yes. they don't. Uh, we were discussing with Alex. They don't 
generate a wincon by themselves. They help you get you a wincon, but they, they are not a threat by themselves. Like uh, Kes, uh, Najila, Full Chain, Sir, Pick any anything else that they just have a wincon there that you can just play there, and if you defend it, it will carry you to victory. Yes, because it's this is a meta focused on value. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Right yes. now, and on, on that same it. note. Yep. On that same note, because I, I neglected to mention, um, the the real uh, threat for the Flash Hulk build, generally speaking, when you saw a Thrasios and Timna partner commander hit the field, that was your um, previous Flash Hulk build, right? Um, and that converted from being a control list that used Isochron Scepter, right, to generate the infinite mana to do the thing. So it's certainly taken a 180 with this banning and... Um, I just want you guys to know that that's why Ernesto is referring to Thrasios and Timna. That was really the main commander combo to look out for if you were worried about Flash. There was really nothing else. Yeah, right now you'll probably see CST, maybe medium green lists, more geared towards a mid-range value engine. And I really think those lists are not that good because they fall to too many cards. Well, let's talk mm -hmm. about that, because CST was a great list before you had your Flash Hulk. This was a good list, and then it got it got Flash, and shit just went crazy. I mean, it, it always had Flash, but it got Hulk. It got Hulk with Flash, and then the whole thing merged, and you didn't even need the Isochron Scepter. So this was a good deck before the Sushi Hulk, and now we're just going back. To, we're, not, we're going back from the best deck to still a good deck. I agree. Mm -hmm. It's just that... When I played against CST, I was never afraid of it because I knew that I could stop it at multiple points or just mm -hmm. drop a good stacks piece mm -hmm. and the deck, until you remove the stacks piece, could not win or could not do anything. Yes. And for me, that's more important than saying, oh, you have team now, I'm going to flash Hulk and I'm going to win at any point in the game. Now you can actually stop them at any point. There's interaction. That's what I want to get to. Now you can interact with all other decks. No matter if you're playing Oracle with consultation, you can just mental misstep the consultation and they need to do something about it. Mm -hmm. Even then, there's a new random card that it was supposed to be the anti-tainted pack card. It's like when you exile, when a player exiles a card from the library, they lose one life or something. I think it's from a throne or something like that. And even then, mm. that might see play now because I guess what consultation right now is going to be the top uh, thing to do right now. Yes, mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. also nice to know that uh, without without flash, that's one less deck that could win an instant speed on someone else's turn. What yes. other deck? There's only so. <laughs> There's only so many, and that's true though. But the uh, threat with uh, Flash Hulk was that it could win on turn one. It, it when it would win instantaneously. But we do still have those threats. There are certainly decks that still operate and can win on turn one. Um, you know, a heavily mulliganed Godo does that thing. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not. I'm not to brag, but Teshar certainly won on turn one, and it's not at all common though. So don't ever mulligan across. You need eleven cards make it but there are still decks that can do the thing on turn one so you know it is still a fast world out there you know savala though she's operating on a turn three clock the new marath i introduced to the channel guys expect new primers new list these decks are going to operate fast as well but you do need to play 
the proper hand. Uh, the decks, the fast combo decks still exist, okay? And Flash was only at the top of that list due to the fact of the nature of the strategy. Yep. Otherwise, there are still fun fast decks to play, so don't let this discourage you from building the list. If you just built Thrasios, Timna, I'm sorry, but there's still decks, strategies within those two commanders for you to play. And honestly, I'm going to hate Thrasios and Timna uh, a little less, if I'm going to be honest with you guys. I do think that they should errata those original partners to be partners with the commander's pre-cons they came with. I think that would make sense for those partners because Thrasios and Timna were in separate uh, packs, if I'm not mistaken. I have no idea. Yes, but however, however, I do think that that partner pairing, uh, it's not gonna be as damning to me. I'm not gonna mind it as much. I, I certainly agree with you guys. I, I certainly I agree mean, with you. Because if I sit down and face at TNT, I'm not gonna be afraid of it anymore. Like, I'm not gonna have to. I'm not have to have to hold in direction every single turn. I can tap out a bit more now. I mean, we need to acknowledge that these are both value engines. These are still great commanders, and we're not yes. saying that they're not great commanders. They're just the deck itself is a little less daunting because we know that it can't win as quickly anymore. It's still a great deck. It still deserves hate, but now we need to understand that it's not always. Um, you know, public enemy number one. Yes, and that's gonna be good for a lot of UTNT players. But guys, just to close this one off, what do you think are the fast decks to look out for now, the decks to hold out your interaction for now, uh, moving forward? What are the lists that you are most concerned about? I'll just say, I think that Food Chain Sliver is probably a top of the batch. It's gonna be up there so far as some of the speedier decks and uh, personally Savala, because it is, it is always looking for that turn three win. Salvala takes a huge boosting win rate because of this, because she's fast, she's consistent. You only need to drop Fares after you drop Salvala. I think the main winners are the ones that were riding on the shadow of Hulk, that depended mm. on the threat of Hulk to not be as focused as before. I'm talking stuff like Najila, myself, I'm going to suffer from that. Sir Alex is going to suffer from that because now they become public enemy number one. As you said, food chain. I don't know about Kes because Kes sometimes falls flat on its face. Sometimes. Maybe it's me that I'm, I'm a bad pilot of the deck and I fail. Mm. But uh, most of the slower strategies that just lost to Flash, I think will make a resurgence. Obviously, as you said, Blood, Blood Boat is gonna become a thing right Stacks. now. Stacks. Stacks in general. Even yeah. with yeah, the yeah. printing of Artisan as well, it's a huge boost to the deck. Because now just you can actually play Tana more actively. Tana before was only an outlet for Bot to get Kiki Jiki. Now you can just swing, get a few tokens, and get the Artisan, which is even and better. And do it. Yes. Yeah, I know. That's so good. It's You're so be, right. It's gonna be really good. I might be playing Bloodpot back. I yeah. make the games last three or four hours. <laughs> you know what? You know, Pyroclasm and the such get better because of this. We're gonna see more creature heavy metas. That's fine. It's gonna be more about value. And it's always been about value when when you're not winning as soon as possible. <laughs> it's always been about value. So I'm yeah. really happy with my steel enchantment. <laughs> I'm gonna be trying to steal some more value because let's face it, in monocolor, it's kind of hard to get all that value. So I still think the best decks, the best deck, obviously, you know, you still you still have your partners up there. You still have anything that can play multiple colors and play as many value pieces as possible. Um, and you know, I just want to touch on real quick, just you know, because we missed it on the last 
uh, review, just, you know, food chain sliver, um, I still think is the best, but we also have the well wolf, which is uh, also very good. Ukima, I think uh, that's how you pronounce it, but that's very good um, as a budget option if you don't have Time Twister because that's mm -hmm. how Food Chain Sliver wins. It, it wins with Time Twister loops and Cascade, but if you can't afford that card, Ukima just wins by itself. It just pings everybody to death. Um, so I think, you know, Food Chain is very good right now. You mm -hmm. get green. Green is very good. <laughs> you have all those creatures, you get all that value. Um, I don't necessarily think Food Chain's the best deck, but hey, you know, this is going to be a very fun meta and this is the meta we've been playing in for the last year. Yep. Yes, and it's always been fun. So I'm so happy that you guys are going to experience what we've been getting to experience. But to uh, piggyback on what Justin was saying, uh, it is Ukima, uh, two Ks. Oh, it's uh, Kazer is his uh, selected partner. Uh, Kazer, not that great, but Ukima is what you're really you're you're going for in that list. And of course, they they should be on the screen now. I do think that Zer should switch back to being Shimmer. It Can should you have always read been Shimmer. Ukima, please to the people that are listening oh, sure. to the uh, podcast format. Thank you. Yes. Also for me because I don't know the card. <laughs> Sorry, and I remember reading over this and thinking, this is pretty solid, but I didn't really think about Food Chain. When you have Miss Hollow Griffin, you have uh, Eternal Scourge, and you have Akima. So Akima's Stalking Shadow is one generic, one blue, one black. So it is a Demir for three CMC total. Legendary creature, Whale Wolf. I, I don't get the whale, but look at the art. 2-2 two -two body. Partners with Kazer. We get that. Akima, Stalking Shadow, can't block. When Ukima leaves the battlefield, deal X damage to target player. You gain X life, where X is its power. The side benefit here is that Kazer gives plus one, plus one counters, if I'm not mistaken. Um, it does. Okay. So the the idea here being on a base sense to have Kazer out, use Ukima as its pet to hit players and give it plus one, plus one counters because it can't block. So why doesn't it attack? Um, the better benefit here is that Kazer is green. So, of course, Food Chain is really going to power this one up. So we do have another fast combo list here uh, in green, blue, black. Which so it becomes is... bug instead of five colors? Yes. Okay. Yes. I, I, the dog. Um, yeah, I remember that Justin pinged it to me, I remember. Yes. Mm. Um, so we, we do, even in two hour long videos, we do miss a potential combo. And but guys, uh, I think that'll do it for this video. I had a fun time talking about this with you guys. I'm glad to hear your opinions. I know our audience is probably full of opinions as well. So guys, let us know what you think about the Flashless meta moving forward. Have you ever had to deal with Flash Hulk? Um, it, it, was it worth banning in your opinion? I'd love to hear your thoughts and whether or not you're still going to use your Protean Hulk and or your Thassa moving forward and what your deck is going to look like from here on out. Uh, but guys, that'll do it for this one. Again, I'm Patrick Marlatt. I'm Ernesto Salazar. I'm Justin Rodriguez, and welcome to our meta. All right, you made it to the end of the video. Congratulations, guys. What did you think about our opinions? Did we stick it to the rules committee? Do you hope they're listening over there? I mean, honestly, can you take our opinions a little bit more seriously? We are collectively commander. I know we're just a small minority, but come on. We, we, we say things that matter, too. We have opinions. And I think banning of cards, it shouldn't be frowned upon. Honestly, if a large enough group of people complain about a thing for a certain amount of time, why the hell not? Also, guys, the meta moving forward. Are you excited? 
for your Zerda Marath builds? Are you excited to play more TNT at this point? Are you moving on? I'd love to hear your opinions, how your decks are changing, or whether or not you feel like Flash should have been banned in the first place. I feel like I, I express as much of a sentiment in the video, but just to double back on that. But for those of you still tuned in, listening, and our Patreon backers, guys, again, thank you so much for your patronage. You are the best supporters. I'm gonna blast through this list of 25. Alex, awesome. Ali, awesome. Jarn, amazing. Brendan, fantastic. Burden, wonderful. Clyde, magnificent. You knew that. Frank, fantastic. I already used fantastic. Frantic, Frank, ah, oh, damn it. Frank, you're, I'm gonna save fantastic for you next time, but you're brilliant. Jared, I'm gonna use brilliant. Jared, jovial. Jason, jeering? Jason, you're, you're also, we have a lot of J's that follow us. Javier, I'm gonna use uh, an H word instead, handsome. Uh, Mace, marvelous. I said magnificent, I think. Jordan, damn it, brilliant. <laughs> any, any J name, I'm gonna default to brilliant. Josh, brilliant. Kev, kind, sorry. Leon, lenient. You might be. Luke, lethargic. <laughs> it's, it's a stormy day, right? Was it stormy for you too? Mahoy Manoy, multitudinous magnitude? That doesn't make any sense. We love you though. Nathan, I'm gonna give up on this plan. <laughs> Nathan, thank you so much for your patronage. Nick, thank you. Oliver, thank you. Running Red, thank you for the backstory. We're gonna use Running Red for a minute. Thank you. Sam, I love you. Shade, I love you too. Shord, I love you the most. Don't tell them. Don't tell Shade or Sam. And the Holy Knight, thank you again, all of you for your patronage. You are the best fans of the show. I'm just saying it right now. And you all knew that already, but thank you so much for helping support this channel and the content we provide here. It does mean a lot to us. But guys, I'm Patrick Marlette and happy brewing babies.